Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome back to another 3D Hangouts. My name is Noel Ruiz and I'm a designer here at Adafruit. Joining me every week is my brother Pedro. What's going on, Brad? I'm Pedro Torres, Creative Tech here at Adafruit. And every week we come to share 3D printed projects featuring electronics from Adafruit. That's right, this is the show where we combine 3D printing, do electronics, try to smash them together to make inspirational projects. Welcome everybody to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Today's coupon code is PIBONNET. So if you guys would like Please use the coupon code PIBONNET so that you can get 10% off your order. This works on everything except for subscriptions and gift certificates. There are some awesome freebie deals still going on. So if you head over to adafruit.com slash free, you can see all the lovely tiers that we have um, that we're giving away. <clears throat> same day delivery is an option in New York City. So if you want to get your parts the same day you deliver it, the same day you order it, you can get it delivered to you that same day. Check out the website for um, details. Circuit Python meetings happen every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern time. It's recorded and uh, it also gets uh, published on all sorts of places like our YouTube channel. We have a playlist and now on Spotify as a podcast. So you can subscribe to that if you'd like. We'd appreciate it. And we'd appreciate it if you join in the meeting and contribute. That's a great place to share your work, find out what the, what's going on in the world of CircuitPython and beyond. <laughs> Newsletters are a daily occurrence. If you go over to adafruitdaily.com, you'll see all the different categories that are available to opt into. This is not going to happen to you automatically, and you have to do a little bit of work to get our newsletters. How nice is that? adafruit.com slash newsletter is a once a week product-focused newsletter. You can get that in your inbox. Again, you have to opt into that, so you have to click that little button that says subscribe. We're hanging out in the Discord server. This is a great place to get project help, share projects, get ideas, and chat with the community. We are hanging out in the Discord server. Server, sor, sir, is it a server? It is a server. It is indeed a server. It is our server. We own it, right? We sure do. Awesome. There we are. Say hello. We are in the chats. Actually, I'm in the help 3D printing chat. That's where I like to hang out. But if we go over to the live, did things change? Yeah, live broadcasts. We are there. I'm going to say hi. Howdy. There I am. Excellent. So we're hanging out there, and uh, the, the chat's 24-7, never shuts down, and it's always open. So very awesome. You can search and do all sorts of stuff. It's very nice. Um, I think that's the, uh, the housekeeping. Oh, uh, one last thing. If you are a maker and you're looking for a new gig, or if you're a maker company, you're looking for some great folks that have some maker skills, Check out uh, jobs.adafruit.com and you will see the jobs board. There's lots of listings, it's free. Uh, it's, it's our gift to the community. So check it out, jobs.adafruit.com. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was, that was good, right? We made it. We got through the, uh, <laughs> the audio trouble. I just forgot to hit that mute, unmute button that's on the actual uh. audio device, the H4N. Everything else was right. It was like, well, that one button that almost destroyed the show. Yeah, so uh, let's, let's check out this week's project. Um, if you head on over to the Adafruit Learning System, you can see that we've got a really simple project today, but it's a very useful one. Um, so I've been playing around with the Raspberry Pi Zero W, and we got ourselves um, the, the new radio bonnet that I've been playing with. So I wanted to make a little stand to prop it upright. I, I have a case and that's all fine, but I really wanted something that was kind of propped up at this certain angle. So went down CAD land and uh, 
found out how to, a good kind of way to make it parametric. So I figured this would be a neat little um, case. It's a one stand. It's a one piece that prints without any supports and it's completely parametric and, and modeling. Uh, so you can modify it and change the viewing angle and whatnot. Make it bigger, make it um, smaller, whatever. So it's a really simple guide. Um, it has a couple parts. Uh, you do need some additional hardware. We have this really nice nylon standoff kit. I know it's a 2.5 metric one. The Pi has like a M3 holes, but this is easier because it still works and uh, you don't have to kind of tap the mounting holes. So I figured we'd use those. We have quite a few Raspberry Pi starter packs. We have a starter pack, we have a budget pack, we have lots of different packs, but I figured I'd put in uh, the, the one that has the most stuff in it because uh, you never know when you need all this stuff, right? So the, uh, the starter pack uh, is in stock. And also if you just want the Pi itself, with the headers, um, it's in stock as well. Even with the ones without the headers are in stock as well, but you might as well get the one with the headers. Kits are there. The, the M2.5 standoff kit is available and in stock, and I recommend it as it's a really handy kit to have. Um, so let's look through the, the 3D models. Pretty simple. I came up with this little CAD animation just to show how the hardware um, is installed. It's pretty simple. It's got a nice hole in the center for the wires to pass through. Now when it comes to slice settings, I've just now realized that you could print this in uh, a different orientation. So if you want to print it a little bit faster, save some, um, you save like 10 minutes of printing and uh, make a stronger part, you can print it on its side. So as you can see here in the thumbnail, it is printed upright, which works fine without any supports. But if we head on over to Cura, we can get a look at um, sort of a better way to do it. So let me go, into the tunnel. Here we are in the tunnel. I'm gonna open up Cura, that's my slicer of choice. And I'm gonna bring in the stand. Right here, I think it's called. Right here, STL. All right, so this is the way it's oriented, uh, the way I've been printing it. But if you flip it on its side, like that, it's actually a stronger part if you print it this way because the layer lines um, are kind of uh, horizontal this way and uh, it's less likely to break. We can get a look at the layer view. You may want to use a brim, right, on the bottom because it's about three millimeters thick. So there's not a lot of surface area for the bed adhesion to be like perfect unless you have a really nice printer. Um, but hey, printing it in this orientation is probably a better idea. I should have done that. <laughs> And the, the holes are right there too. So, because they're uh, circle holes, <laughs> because they're circles, there's not much overhang at all. So it should work pretty well. So there you go. That's my little tip for uh, slicing it that ways. Let's head on over back to the web. So we get out of tunnel view. Um, the CAD files are available to download. They include the Raspberry Pi and the Radio Bonnet files. Um, they're uh, pretty pretty accurate models of the of the of the actual boards. Um, shout out to GrabCAD, that's where I grabbed the Raspberry Pi Zero W um, model, which you can grab. I have a layer by layer on that as well. So check it out, all the source files are there, Fusion 360 share link, or you can just download um, the files directly from our GitHub repo, which I, I tend to do. The assembly page is pretty straightforward, there's nice GIFs. Um, you want to start off with installing the standoffs. I like to finger tighten everything, as uh, that won't strip anything. 
I'm using some hex nuts to keep those uh, standoffs uh, secured. And then I recommend um, installing, if you're using M3 screws, I recommend installing those to the mounting holes before laying it on top of those standoffs. You can orient it in whatever way you want. Um, because of the pie bonnet, the radio pie bonnet, I want it to be uh, where the ports are facing kind of down. So I figured I'd do that. Make sure you finger tighten everything and then you can install your pie. Pretty simple. The wires can pass through the center hole. Um, the center hole is like, I don't know, 10 millimeters or so. You can make it bigger in CAD if you want. But for the most part, HDMI connectors are the chunkiest thing, right? So that fits fine. So I made sure that uh, the hole could accommodate for a chunky HDMI cable. All right. So that's the learn guide. And if we go over to the header or to the overhead, you can see um, I have two of them here. I just finished installing this one. This one's lovely. This is, Paige, you hold that please while I update the resolution on the camera. You can say things too, Pedro. <coughs> These are from the fine folks over at Pyramoni. This is the speaker fat hat. There it goes. Lovely. This thing is so beautiful. Check it out. Yeah, it's got so much detail to it. Yeah, I haven't played with it yet, and um, it's really, really fun. Oh, I don't even have the, uh, the thing open. Interesting. Yeah. So there are lots of fun little Pi accessories, and just about all of them should work, um, that work with the Pi Zero. So yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Just a little bit brighter. Maybe an after priority, there you go. And uh, you can see that there, yeah. I think it'll even look better if you print it in that orientation that I showed you a couple minutes ago. Um, yeah, it would look a lot better because like uh, it has a little bit of ringing, Z, Z wobble or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, really simple stand, folks seem to dig it. Uh, it takes about uh, two hours and a half to print depending on uh, your speed settings, but uh, if you're going pretty slow, like 30, 40, then uh, yeah, it'll take about two hours. Yep, one of them has those brass M3 uh, screws, that one. And then this one shows the, the nylon. We actually carry the kit here um, for M2. And these are gonna work with the feather feathers as well as the Raspberry Pi, so that's pretty nice. So there you go. Excellent. Don't forget, coupon code is PyBonnet. Wonder why it's PyBonnet. Yeah, one of the inspirations behind this is because when you have these plugged in, they're usually dangling around on your desk. Yeah. Uh, supposedly with one of the thick USB cables, uh, we were a little bit scared that we were going to break one of the, o the OLEDs on the uh, radio bonnet. So yeah. this was a no-brainer to bang out a quick little useful practical 3D-printed project for electronic stands. So super yeah. cool, useful. Uh, I totally dig it. Yeah, pretty simple, clean. Yep, I've been posting all of the files so you can get those on our GitHub. Yeah, like you mentioned before, totally parametric. So if you need something that has like a bigger hat on it, you can elevate this up a little bit higher or make this shorter depending on your use cases. Yeah, originally I was gonna kind of make it enclosed, but you really want access to like the whole thing. So plus you don't want to cover up that beautiful silk screen and design, mm -hmm. so. Very, very cool. You got a pie laying around, literally laying around. Why not prop it up? <laughs> Get this thing printed. And you also have a layer by layer that you already talked about. Yeah, let's do that. So I got a little layer by layer. It's up on our YouTube channel right now. You can check it out. 
It's actually a little bit different. This is showing how to kind of create a enclosure styled stand where um, we're using the e-ink uh, breakout, which is, which is new, and a feather. And what I did was I created a, um, a user parameter so that I can quickly change the viewing angle. So I show you guys how to set that up using user parameters and um, uh, plane at an angle, uh, construction planes, to kind of create this design that you can update with one change and everything else kind of adapts to it. So pretty neat. Some things to look out for and um, that sort of stuff is in there, messing around with constraints and um, joints inside of Fusion 360. So check that out if you haven't already and uh, give it a watch. So there you go. There's like some floating standoffs that I fixed there. Cool. That's our Lair Belair. Check that out. Let me know what you think. And if you have any suggestions for some new ones, please let me know. Let's go ahead and jump into this week's Woody prototyping. What are you prototyping? Do you actually have the display? I do display? not. It's over there. <clears throat> yeah, so I have a cat animation of what we're prototyping. The snake is out of the bag. This is a 3.2 inch display with an ESP32 on the back and a Cortex-M4. It also has an SD card, micro SD card for external storage. It has all sorts of lovely ports, JST connectors for NeoPixels, I2C sensors, and uh, regular sensors that require three connections. That's what the JSTs are on the back. It is being dubbed Pi Portal. That's right. It also has a built-in amplifier, a built-in buzzer. This thing's awesome. It's got a bunch of stuff going for it. So let's check out what we are working on for that. Hey, that looks like uh, the stand that we made for the Raspberry Pi. Yeah, this is really what I wanted to make <laughs> first. <laughs> um, the hardware is, uh, is being tested. Thank shout out to all the beta testers. You know who you are. I appreciate you guys um, testing it out. Um, did you plug it in yet? Uh, no, because my computer can't accept oh. a regular USB port. Wow, that's not <laughs> that cool, guys. Uh, I think I can plug it in, perhaps. The whole, the whole stream's about to go down. Why? <laughs> because I plugged it in? Yeah. Really? No, I'm playing. <laughs> oh, no. So here's what it looked like when it boots up. Got a lovely little animation there. Here you go. Yeah, so what's really cool about the display is it's actually um, displaying the serial console before it boots up the code, which is amazing. So you can debug it just by looking at the screen, which is pretty excellent. Um, so yeah, it is a, uh, an ESP32 on the back there. So it uh, has Wi-Fi capabilities. And right now, the sample code, I believe, is going to pull some images from the internet. Yeah, this is the, um, the Shiba Inu <laughs> code. <laughs> it displays um, Shibas. The little doge dogs. So this is going to be a platform <laughs> for being able to do IoT devices. So one of the coolest things is being able to pull JSON data. So the cool project they've been using this for is showing how many stars you have in your GitHub. That's but right. you should be able to pull in RSS feeds or anything that has any data that's being displayed that way where you, you can go on the internet and pull it. You also have light sensor, temperature sensor on here. I forgot and you can also use it as a second display for your uh, CircuitPython code. That's right. Really awesome. This is running CircuitPython version 4 beta 2. Latest 
and greatest. I'm actually going to pull out the Lars. Did we mention it's a touchscreen? You can touch it. Give me a second to, to update the code. I, I have the Pi, the code.py open right now in my desktop and I just switched the code like that. Check. I didn't have to open Arduino Check. or hit the upload Out. button and wait because it, it, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> built-in speaker, built-in piezo. Yeah. And it also has that screen. Pico uh, blade connector so you can plug in additional speakers, additional speakers. sensors, NeoPixels, buttons, a bunch of really cool stuff. Yeah. Pretty sweet. So this is just a quick little demo that mm -hmm. uh, PT and Lamar put together for us. So you also have an SD card, so you can have it read uh, files off of there. That's right. So one of the other projects besides having uh, Star Trek, uh, what's it called again? The uh, tricorder, mm -hmm. which is this is yes. really cool. We're also going to be doing a, I guess like a viewfinder for this. Oh, so, the ViewMaster. Yeah. Those are still around. You can so, get, get them on Walmart. So this is going to be like a digital version of that where all of the SD cards will have all the images in there. So you can load those up, have these in here. So this is a quick model that I modified based on our VR goggles. Oh, was it back in 2013? Yeah. Uh, still in uh, 1, 2, 3D design. I was able to import all of those into Fusion yeah. and grab all the dimensions for that. So I was able to quickly modify all of the settings and the dimensions for this. I can make a very cool, quick, um, compatible mount for this. So it'll look like a cool little viewfinder. Yeah. Fresh off the plate, all of the um, mounts and everything all fits in. So you can definitely grab these and start modeling and modifying yours. I think I'll release this sometime next week. Uh, if the, uh, if it's in stock by then, otherwise I'll <laughs> yeah. put something in there. I actually don't know when <laughs> we're gonna release them or whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, it's a mystery to me too, but um, shout out to Lamar and Phil for uh, giving, sending us one. And like, yeah. we, we received it like literally yesterday, so. I like went, how this looks like Wally. -E. <laughs> yeah, it does. So, so like -E. uh, lots of cool little fun projects that we were able to do with a platform that has touchscreen, internet, pulling capabilities. Oh, yeah. Sensors, buttons, NeoPixels. Uh, I wish this was a mountain so I could show you what the back looks like. But you are, sir. It's cool. Well, good. Yeah. No, I, do it now. We have time, time dude. All right, do it. All right. So, yeah, I was going to say, uh, yeah, so it's got four mounting tabs on here. They're M3, but I'm using M25 because you totally can. And these are the exact same um, nylon screws that I'm using, and that's a part of our kit. Really nice. Link to the viewfinder. Yeah. The so models I just finished yesterday, so I will post those up as I finalize this, the design on all these. Yeah. I believe the hardware is pretty much final. I think there's like one or two little tweaks. There's some there, stuff added, yeah. Yeah. Definitely going to have a really awesome silk screen. Um, yeah. So there's the SD card. There's the, the amplifier right there and the Pico Blade connector for uh, plugging in um, speakers, which I kind of have. Let's see, any questions? Does anybody have any questions about the hardware? Or project ideas? Do you guys remember the ESP8266 uh, ESP weather station? That was a very popular project that was reliant on Wi-Fi and uh, weather API. I'll let you know that we are working on a better API and definitely will revisit the weather station project. All right, so I just plugged in our lovely little, uh, I believe it's eight watts, our little oval speaker. 
This thing's awesome. Let's see how much louder it is. Oh yeah, way louder. Yeah, it's pretty loud. And then if you uh, put it in a, a box, it'll it'll resonate much better. That's really loud. <laughs> Very cool. So you could totally blast some jams on here. I'm sure you could stream music too. That'd be kind of interesting. Um, so yeah, there's lots of awesome demos that the team is working on. Um, probably the one you've seen is the, the, the GitHub stars. Yeah, this GitHub is the stars. L cars. Yep. So there you go. Put it together later, but. Arduana says this card has Wi-Fi. Yes. Yeah, the ESP32 is right there. I am. Yeah, Lamar's been working real hard to create a, a, a to make Circuit Python run on the ESP32. Mm -hmm. And it's not just the ESP32, it's got the M4 coprocessor. Yeah, so it's great. Or actually, the ESP is more of a coprocessor, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And yeah. you get the SD card slot over here. It's got eight megabytes of, uh, of spy flash. Mm -hmm. So you already have lots of room to work with. And now that you have the SD card, you get even more stuff to work with. So it's pretty awesome. Thing is so exciting. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of really cool things coming out for it. So definitely stay tuned for that. Post the link on the GitHub of where the 3D files for this are going to be posted once all of the designs are finalized for this. Yeah. And oh man, so much more to show you guys, especially the way, uh, you can't do the screen share right now, but to show you how it, easy it is to change around the code to load up different demos on this. Yeah, I'm just uncommenting and commenting things. It's really nice. so freaking yeah. awesome. It's just cool that <laughs> the display you know, mm -hmm. shows the serial console so you know right away if something's wrong. It's pretty awesome. Ooh, that's a good idea. I'm sure someone is working on that. Uh, Blitz City DIYs is uh, wondering if it could possibly be used to make a DIY iPod Touch. I think Phil is probably working on that one that's right now. <laughs> yeah, in, in little character, I thought of BMO, like, you know. There's so, so many, many ideas. Get ready that. for just the onslaught of a bunch of really cool, easy like skins and themes. Right. That Pulling data from an API is really what this is going to be good at. Mm -hmm. Right now, it's actually pulling images from, uh, I guess, a JSON file that we created. Mm -hmm. um, this displays all the new products from the Adafruit shop. So we're having a, a, new, uh, uh, a new JSON file that was generated specifically to, to, for this project, which is great. So this shows um, the PID and the URL. We also have one that pulls like quotes and things. Um, mm -hmm. We have a YouTube one, a Twitter one that shows your, your likes and favorites and all that sort of stuff. So displaying social media stats and stuff like that. Um, there's also, it, the code's already out there too. It's on our GitHub, uh, our learn, Adafruit uh, learn um, GitHub repo. This yeah, is let me find the link for that so you guys start yeah. poking around if you want to start experimenting with or just to take a sneak peek at what the code actually looks like for this. Yeah. It uh, is a 320 by 240 uh, resolution. That's a 3.2 touchscreen. Don't know if it's capacitive or resistive. I believe it's resistive, right? Because the, capa the capacitive ones are like have a black frame, I believe, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, that's, that's preview the sneak of that. peek that we have. Some of the prototyping stuff we're working on, the whole team's working on. Yeah. Hopefully for release, uh, at least my project, the uh, files for that next week, hopefully. Yep. Pybonnet is the coupon code for today. 
So if you want to pick up anything in the shop, maybe the speaker. I think those are in stock. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a little oval ones. Accessories and things. They're so tiny, out. but they're so loud. I am so impressed. Yeah, me too. That we, that I dumped out all of the older, bigger ones that sounded, <laughs> you know, no, not as good as this. Yeah, <laughs> pretty awesome. Excellent, excellent. All right, well, that's the coupon code. We're gonna run into um, that's a little bit of shop talk. That was pretty much the shop yeah. talk as well. Uh, let's community makes. Community makes. This week we have a time lapse. Every Tuesday we create a time lapse video and share it with the world. This week it's a print in place foldable cube. When I previewed this, a lot of people seem to like this little foldable cube, so wanted to make sure that I could modify it, not modify, but sort of make it based around, you know, Valentine's coming up. So turned into a little ring holding box. Yes, so let's take a look at it. So it has a print in place hinge. That's the way it works. It, it works a lot like the hinge that I created in the Mac mini project. Yeah, they're like these little nubs that snap into these grooves. So that's a really good idea <laughs> on the smallest that you could get these little nubs to print and still hold together. And you can see, just put a little ring in there. It is big enough to uh, hold the ring. I did have to scale this up by 150%, so keep that in mind. Oh. And then this also turned into a Cura versus Prusa versus Slicer. Slick because, <laughs> I, I just call it Slicer. Yeah. Hopefully you guys know what I'm yeah, talking about. Slick 3R. Um, so that's like the slicing program that we use to generate the G-code for this. Everything that I tried with the included uh, profiles that Prusa gives you with their Prusa control and for um, Cura, I always got under extrusion, especially mm. around the most important part, which is where the hinges are. Do you actually focus on that? Yeah, so we sure. can show this is Prusa control and Cura looks pretty much the same. You are. And whatever I did, like slowing down or increasing like the priming once it retracts, I just wasn't able to get that to fill in there until I just tried the default regular settings, not changing anything inside of Slicer, which is also included with the uh, Prusa uh, printer. And that came out a lot more better. I didn't do, have to do any changing on it, the speed, and it just, I don't know. Yeah, must be whatever the <laughs> yeah whatever the profile. Well, here's the funny thing, oh. I was using you know it, it was Prusa's oh version of version of Slicer mm. versus whatever you know regular Slicer that they mm. also have on their website. So whatever the settings for their uh, profiles is, it was able to do a lot better job uh, in printing uh, hinges for this. Okay, now Octolabs tends to. Um, Octolapse, a little bit of that's what I thought at first. Right. And this was printed with Octolapse. So for okay. uh, those of you that aren't familiar, that's how we're doing our time lapses where the head moves away from the print to allow the camera to snap a picture of it without having it obscured. Uh, so it's retracting, moving out of the way. And that's what I thought was happening with this where it would either burn up some filament mm. or it wasn't able to you know, prime the nozzle to have material flow evenly. But that wasn't the case. I printed this with the time lapse and it came out, you know, a lot more better. So uh, if you're having any under extrusion problems or anything like that, definitely check uh, trying different slicers out. Uh, the one I didn't try though was uh, Simplify just because they, mm. I couldn't find any profiles. Huh. Uh, the okay. start G code that was uh, really optimal for that printer. Right. Okay. I'm sure they're out there. I just 
in, in my quick um, trying to get this to work. I wasn't able to find it, but yeah, Slicer, first time that we've ever tried out that worked very well compared to all the other slicers out there. Sweet. So you can pick up this design from Thingiverse. That's where we found it. Shout out to SR Engineering on Thingiverse. This is a really good design, there. yeah. All yeah. snapped together like that. The only thing that I had to do was, um, only because I broke a bunch of the models, was labeling where the snaps are so you could easily get back to taking those off because I was, uh, oh, yeah? I was breaking <laughs> these, sticking like a, uh, uh, one of the little spatulas in there to take this apart because when it first comes off it's going to be pretty uh, tough to get out so I did have mm -hmm. to sand some of the edges down to get that to go on there a little bit more easier but other than that yeah sweet and uh, Liz is saying in the chat room yeah Prusa or Slicer is the only way that she's able to get the Prusa to uh, print out something really good which Cura version latest one three six uh, so now I have to use two different slicers because the Ulti makers yeah, and the Prusa. But hey, whatever works. Yep. I mean, it makes sense if you are uh, going to optimize your printer for a specific slicer. Probably go with that one. Yeah. Excellent. Cool. Well, you can get the design. It's on Thingiverse. Try it out. Test out your printer. He actually, uh, the original designer actually um, printed it with a 0.1 resolution. That's interesting. Yeah, this is a uh, 1.5. Oh, okay. So it's 150 microns. Yeah, I tried different things like uh, temperature, resolution, speed. I was playing with how much priming, like extra priming for uh, after retraction. Uh, another thing I could identify that was able to get it to work better, like the way Slicer is. I don't know what it is, so I'm just sticking to using pr uh, Slicer for now, which is pretty good. It's a little bit weird in terms of the UX, like how you uh, use modifiers to move things around, but uh, just a little bit of a uh, you know, learning curve and too bad. Speaking of which, um, there's uh, lots of great uh, tutorials and things on YouTube and, and likewise. I just poked around. Okay. <laughs> I just clicked okay, around until I figured well, it out. If, yeah. Cool. There is on Thingiverse. All right, so we're, gonna, we're still, we're still in community mics, so yep. let's go ahead we and check out. We have one this week. And it's from Liz Clark, who's in the chat room. Shout out to Liz Clark uh, of Blitz City DIY. She uh, posted a make of our Adabot solder dispenser. I use this. I've been using this thing ever since 2017 when you, when you first released it. It's just a handy, cute-looking solder dispenser that looks like Adabot. There he is. Hey, hey. He fits two spools. Um, he, I believe, he prints without any supports. Is that, is that correct? Yes. No supports on this guy. Yeah. He prints with the uh, face. Face down right. like that, and then you just add the eyes and the mouths on there. And the uh, ears as well. The ears, yeah, those pop out like those have that. little pegs? Or? Yeah. Oh, oh, uh, yep, the little pegs on there. There he is. Those Sorry, snap I'll do in. Auto focus. Oh, that's Stop. fine. There yeah, you so go. There's the pegs, they snap in. You can just move those around. Uh, you don't have to dual print these, you can just paint these in with acrylic paint. Right. And then you have access to do different size of um, solder. Yeah, because sometimes you need not so much. Yeah, I've been using. Sometimes you need a thicker, thicker one. one. Mm -hmm. And just a nice little way to hold your solder spools. Yeah. Cool. Maybe we'll update this one. And uh, I've been the way I I kind of wind it back up is I just come in the back here and I just kind of do that number. Um, but it'd be cool to have like a little thing here that you kind of. <laughs> 
That'd be neat, but yeah, there you go. Nice little practical, cute. You can make practical things cute. That's the, the lesson here. <laughs> there it is. So thank you, Liz, for posting it. And just being awesome. Check out Liz on uh, YouTube as well. If you click on her name, she's got all the links. She's got awesome, awesome reviews, makes, projects, guides, and more. Wow, this site is getting hammered. It's so slow. Yeah, check out the sweet synth that she just posted. Yeah. A little build of that. It's awesome. Excellent. <laughs> it's solder. So, man, I say solder, and then people tell me the L is silent, and then I say I suggested solder. just saying both in the same solder sentence. Solder solder. Yeah. <laughs> solder solder. Excellent. Sweet. Well, we want to do a nice short and sweet show, and I think we did it. So don't forget, coupon code today, for our show anyway, is Bonnet. And tonight is show and tell. It's at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Please come. We welcome you. Um, just hang out in the Discord chat room. We'll send a link to the Google Hangouts invite. We are uh, subject to change, so um, hang out there. We're and gonna then, be doing a blog post every uh, day now, right before the show and tell that is that has the instructions on how to actually join. Uh, 3D, uh, the um, Google Hangouts is you know it's gonna always be changing things about. Yeah. yeah, so we're already looking into other ways to do the show and tell. So for now. That'll be the best resource on how to join. Yeah, Let's check we'll out the do it blog. In Discord only. We're gonna do it on Discord. Oh, or yeah. We're gonna post all the instructions everywhere we can, so you can follow along. Cool. Join. Ask an engineer comes shortly after that at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Full hour of Lamar and Phil. We'll be talking about all of our Circuit Python hardware software. Mm -hmm. Any questions you have on all these cool things, you can definitely direct them over there. More technical. Live Q&A, they do giveaways at the end of the show. You've mm -hmm. got to call them in, you get to talk to them more, tell them what you want to work on. They'll ship something to you internationally. We mm -hmm. pay for shipping. <laughs> Just thought I'd say that. And then tomorrow is John Park's workshop every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Check him out. We'll be building some stuff, make code minutes. He's doing arcade. some stuff. cool uh, wireless controlling, so yeah. definitely tune in for that. We have a lot more of those. And some awesome synth in the beginning of the show. Always. Okay, so that's about it. Thank you guys so much. You guys support us. I mean, your orders go a long way, so. Yep, directly right back yeah. into the cool project. So thank you all for tuning in every week. We appreciate it. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. Again, don't forget the coupon code is PyBonnet. And there's some more later tonight. But until then, remember to make a great day. Bye. See you guys.